I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ball's got to go right. Look out, they may score on this play. Mannering, Johnson decides to come back in field. Johnson gets dancing. Johnson, no way. No way. Johnson has run over to score. This is incredible. This is ridiculous. This is 15 out of 10 of the incredible Buddha. What about the last five minutes? Thank you to the football gods for letting us watch this. Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Weekly Wrap for Round 24 of the NRL. Uh, proudly brought to you by Seagull. Okay, into the first game, the Panthers taking on the Seagulls at Four Pines Park. 24 points to 12 winners, the Panthers. It wasn't probably their strongest win there. I thought Manly were actually, they got on top for most of the first half, but there's a bit of a controversial call there in the lead-up to a try, so I couldn't be challenged uh, with a knock-on that they showed on replay. And, yeah, it was just unlucky for the Seagulls. It's going to happen from time to time that the officials are going to miss it and get it wrong and it's not going to be able to be challenged. So I think it's pretty fair to say the Seagulls are gone. They got a pretty rough draw, so um, they needed to spring this upset over the Panthers. But, uh, yeah, they don't have too many players of interest for the rest of the year apart from Ruben Garrick. So um, I think he's probably a solid hole because they have some easier games in the last two games. Uh, I think the Panthers, you've just got to really keep a close eye on late mail and the mail coming through during the week because they're going to start sort of strategically resting players a bit like they did this week. You know, if anyone's got even the littlest niggle, they're not going to risk them. They're just in that sort of position where they can win anyway, even though they're on equal points to um, the Broncos and they could possibly give up that minor premiership. Um, I think it's more important to them that they, well, I mean, they're not going to miss out on a home semifinal in the first week. So I think it's really important to them that they come in with a rested squad. They've done it. You know, they know how to do it. They've been in the grand final for the last three years. So, uh, if anyone knows how to do it, it's, it's their coaching staff and medical staff. So, yeah, it's an interesting last few weeks for the Panthers, particularly if you've got players like like I have with Cleary. I think a lot of people have Cleary, uh, To'o. Uh, those ones that played in the Origin Series, Crichton, yeah, you've got to keep a real close eye on that. You might just have to keep your fingers crossed that so you don't get unlucky. Okay, having a look at a few of the scores. Garrick, 80. Um, I know a lot of people rested him. I know Desi did, and uh, I considered it, but 
luckily I decided to go with him and he got that try when Manly were on top early in the the first half. So very, very respectable score, the 80 against Panthers. Uh, Brian Tyo, 77. Uh, like I've said before, he's just one of those players along with Dave Fafita that I haven't been able to get in my side but would love to have him in. Uh, but I'm not sure whether they'll end up in my side at the end of the day. Stephen Crichton, 76. Sonia Taruva, who I had to play, um, 75. Strategically, I sort of um, I sort of played him because my head-to-head was playing him, so mm. I just blocked that out. And luckily I did because he actually posted one of the few good scores that he has done. Um, I thought there was a hint of obstruction in that try, but it went up and it got confirmed. So... Very quiet night from Nathan Cleary, uncharacteristic really. He he took a few runs near the end and looked like he might break through for that last try, which he's always a chance of doing. But, um, yeah, I think the next couple of weeks he's really going to ramp up. Okay, on to the Sharks, who absolutely rinsed the Titans, 36 points to six. I think this game was over when Kieran Foran went off injured. Uh, I think the Sharks are back to normal, like, just beaten up on bottom eight teams at home and, um, yeah, normal transmissions being restored for them. I still don't think it changes the fact that they're pretty questionable when it comes to finals time. If they sneak into the finals, uh, they've got a couple of games against sort of fellow contenders and sort of, um, you know, those teams rank 6th to 10th. I think they're the type of teams that they play. So if they do sneak into the finals, which is looking likely, I don't think they'll make too much noise. I mean, they've got some good uh, good attack and their defence has been pretty good over the last couple of weeks, but they haven't really played. I know they've played South Sydney, but, I mean, South at the moment, geez, they're going pretty ordinary. So I don't think it's really that much to hang their hat on at the moment. I thought the Titans actually fought really hard, which they have the last few weeks, but the Sharks were good. You know, like they're, they're a very good attacking side and at home they can – they can uh, really turn it on. Tino, Tino's back for the Titans. So good score, 105. Uh, he's very effective close to the line. So he's probably one of the better try-scoring front rowers in the game alongside Adam Fenor Blake, I guess. Um, that, that those two really come to mind there. But, yeah, if you had – if you held on to Tino, geez, you've um, – you've either got a really strong roster or uh, you've got some belief in him because he was out for three weeks and that sort of money, um, he's pretty high-valued. So, yeah, I mean, if you've got him, he, he's going to be an asset when you see scores like today, Joey Tarpany, you know, sub-50 score. He's definitely a better play than, say, uh, uh, Joey Tarpany and probably on most occasions like a Tohu, uh, sorry, a Tohu Harris. Um, yeah. Uh, Mulatalo, 110. Geez, that's well overdue for owners. I mean, I don't think you can be too upset. I mean, if people brought him in, that's a masterstroke because uh, he's gone really low for some scores and had some injury dramas as well, but well done to you. Blake Braley, 88. Um, he was over 100. Yeah. he might. And I was thinking he might have just cost me my head-to-head comp uh, that I was playing a, a knockout final for, but when he downgraded from 107 to 88, that was a bit better for me. Lost about 20 points. Not sure what happened there. Britton Nicara, 70, looked very dangerous. Um, yeah, I'm happy to hold him. Good offloading. 
Nico Hines, 55, yeah, surprisingly quiet night in a, in a game where they had a big win. You don't see that very often. He, he got caught a lot of times just right at the end, like by one leg, which can happen to players sometimes. They look so close. I remember watching almost like half a season where Tedesco was like that. Um, you know, he, you know, he walked away from the game thinking he could have got 150 and he, you know, he might have posted a 65 or a 70. A day for feeder, 68. Oh, I dodged a bit of a bullet with that because uh, my opponent had him and he scored that try, but it got pulled back, which was, yeah, probably touch and go. But uh, they called him back for a knock-on on that try, which would have got him up near 90, I'd say. Uh, I think looking at it, yeah, my final thoughts on the game is probably the Sharks should make the top eight from here. Uh, the Titans are playing for pride. But, you know, like... Uh, yeah, they've been a bit more respectable, and I, I, I think they're building towards next year. Okay, on to the Bronx versus the Parramatta Eels, and I think the Broncos effectively ended the Eels' season. I mean, not mathematically, but, yeah, with the cheekbone fracture to Mitch Moses and that, this was the night it all finished. So, yeah, they're absolutely airborne at the moment, the Brisbane Broncos. I mean, to watch them play, Oh, yeah, it brings back some memories of, of the great Brisbane sides and they haven't won a comp for a while. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, like this will be the best chance in a fair while. They've only got really Reynolds and Catewell who played in the big, big games. Um, if you take away, you know, Origin and Internationals. So that's probably their downfall as experience, but... Yeah, Reese Walsh, he is just a gunslinger. Uh, he's so entertaining to watch. Um, yeah, he might be he might be the most entertaining player to watch in the game, you know, possibly taking the mantle off Callum Ponga and Tommy Trebojevic. Just the whole package you get with him, you know, he doesn't hold anything back emotions-wise. And, um, yeah, it's just theatre. It, it really is. He, he's, good, he's good to watch Reese Walsh. Parramatta, they're a bit of a shell of the team that they were last year, the one that went to the grand final. I think, you know, you have a look at the losses they had there, Reed Marnie and Isaiah Papali, and probably to a lesser extent, Murata near Cora. Uh, they lost a little, a fair bit there. Um, they had had Sean Lane out with a lot of injury problems and obviously the Dylan Brown saga. So it hasn't been a great season for the Eels, but... Hopefully they can regroup next year. I mean, they've got a fairly decent side and they might come back, um, yeah, they, they might come back bigger and better in 2024. They probably need, yeah, probably just need a little bit more strike, maybe like a strike centre or um, I guess that's Lane, you know, Lane running off Dylan Brown. But, yeah, he just, just really didn't get going this year. Okay, let's have a look at a few of the scores. Okay, so Reese Walsh, 123. Like I said, just such a risk taker. Uh, yeah, he makes a lot of errors, but, yeah, like he's always a chance of, of winning you the game. Very hard player to defend against those ones that just take a lot of risks. Um, plays 100 miles an hour too, so he, he would be a massive threat for anyone coming up against him, even even the Panthers of this world. Uh, Dean Mariner, 132. Yeah, like I uh, put in my article 
last week that I think he's one of the best kept secrets for 2024 in terms of super coach. Well, he might not be that secret anymore, but uh, I think he'll play in that left center position for Herbie Farnworth, who's heading off to the Dolphins. Uh, and I think he'll be in a lot of super coach teams to start the year. Hopefully, he doesn't get too expensive. Uh, Cobbo, 54. Payne Haas, 64. Was looking great. Bit down on minutes because of the blowout. Dylan Brown, 87. So back at, he, now he goes into main playmaker mode. So that's going to be interesting. Whether he scores more or, you know, he hasn't really looked comfortable playing as the main playmaker. So uh, he may even have to to move himself to the right-hand side uh, with Moses out because um, he's a right-foot kicker and Dejon Arcee is a left-foot kicker. So we'll see what happens there with the Eels. Bit of tinkering. Jermaine Hopgood, very quiet, 41. So could he be a sell for those people who have trades left? I'm pondering it myself. I think it's probably... Yeah, I mean, he can still score well regardless of how Parramatta go because he's got the offloads and things like that. That might just have been a down game. So they haven't looked forward. The Broncos have Canberra and Storm to finish the season after they have a bye next week. So a couple of games against top eight contenders there will keep them in good form. But as long as they come back from the bye, I would say they'll take care of the Raiders even though it's in Canberra. Um I'll talk a bit more about the Raiders later. But the Storm are really warming into the season. I'd say Pappenhaus will be back in their side, so that's going to be a great game to, to for the last uh, the last week of the season. Whether they rest players or not, it's going to be interesting to see what the standings are between them and the, uh, and the Panthers, whether they're trying to finish first or second. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Okay, on to the next game, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, 26 points to 14 winners over the St. George Dragons, possibly one of the lowest NRL games I've seen all year, and I've watched most of them. So if you didn't watch it, I wouldn't even worry about going back and watching the highlights. It was low. Uh, I guess, you know, some excuses for the Rabbitohs. They were travelling from Perth to Cairns, and that's a decent trip. They're still on the road. They look flat from the get-go. Clunky in attack. Just simple mistakes like players like Kaloma Tungi making just drop balls. Um, yeah, look, there's not much <laughs> there's not much to talk about in this game. It was pretty ordinary. St. George weren't overly interested at times either. So I switched on in form Rabbitohs. Probably wins that game by 30 plus uh, or more. Okay, Latrell Mitt, 81. He's class, but his energy was down. I mean, I've, I went up to Cairns this year. It is it is hot up there. So you are talking about different conditions and that, that they normally play in uh, can be very, very hot. So possibly that had a bit to do with it as well. Uh, Cody Walker, 81. I thought he was better. He was better. He was taking the line on early. He was trying to make things happen. They probably overplayed a little bit again, the Rabbitohs, but that's just a sign of a team that's out of form. Uh, Alex Johnson, yeah, big regret I didn't get him in. 72, just keeps racking up the tries. He got a double there. Uh, Campbell Graham, same score, 72. Cam Murray, 48. Yeah, probably not reflective of how much he tried, Cam Murray. I'm happy to have him in my side and hold him. He, um, he tries his guts out. 
every week. And um, yeah, he always looks like doing something like, you know, whether it be a, a line break assist or, you know, tackle tackle break and things like that. So I'm happy to have him. No Tyrone Munro. So a lot of speculation that Tyrone Munro was going to come in. I'm not sure what it's based on. Uh, and he is in my reserves there, but he, yeah, he didn't get a mention. So he might be um, put out the pasture for the season. He's only a young fella. They might be sticking with um, Milne. Who knows? Huge game next week. Huge. Uh, South versus the Knights. So has huge top eight implications. Of Obviously, the Knights now, they're going to be without Hastings, you would imagine. It looked like a ankle, probably a syndesmosis injury, which uh, they're quite debilitating. So hopefully it's not. Hopefully it's not for Hastings because he's been a real linchpin for that night side. Okay, second game of Super Saturday, the New Zealand Warriors, 30 points to 22 winners over the Tigers in Hamilton, New Zealand. Geez, the Warriors haven't been their best the last two weeks. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no there's no way to tiptoe around it. Their ball handling's been a little bit off. But if you look at the positive side of it, they've won two potential banana skin games. You know, like these are the type of games that could really derail what is a great season for the Warriors. But they got the job done, mainly on the back of Sean Johnson's cool, calm, calmness there. Uh, yeah, I guess um, Metcalf, he, he's looking really dangerous with some of the running he, he does as well. The Tigers are just building for next year. You can see Appy's like the the focal centre point of everything they're doing. They should improve dramatically. Um, if they can find themselves some halves, which is a big if, Dane Laurie was very dangerous um, at 5'8 for the Tigers. I think they'll be regretting letting him go. Uh, yeah, he's a bit he's a bit sort of suspect in defence, but Chiefs provides a fair bit of attack from him. I like what I've seen in an attack from Dane Laurie. Okay, let's have a look at a few of the scores. Isaiah Papalihi, sixty. Yeah, he's getting more involved. Um, yeah, I heard heard a bit of mail on uh, the Triple M radio that he's still looking. Looking forward to going back to Parramatta, which is a bit disappointing. I, you'd like to see him just knuckle down and commit to the West Tigers. He's on pretty good money there. But, yeah, he's playing pretty decent footy, so he should finish the season well. Uh, Johnny Bateman, 75, he updated really well. He tried hard and he was dangerous late in the game when they were chasing the game. Adam Fanua Blake, just huge all night. Um, he deserved the try at the end of the game. Oh, geez, I hope he's all right. There was a there was a hint of a lower leg injury there, so just we'll just keep our fingers crossed that he's okay. He did get up, but possibly a cramp. I'm hoping rather than um, yeah, something more sinister. Tohu Harris, second week in a row. I was two weeks ago. I was that close to trading him out because I just, I guess, all the talk um, on all the. The podcast that I listen to, mainly SC Playbook, to be honest, that's, that's the only one I really listen to. But even even some of the chat on the normal footy podcast, you know, was just saying that he's sort of like hobbling along, getting himself through the season. He might get a rest, but two tries in two weeks, he's posted some pretty impressive scores. So very happy that I played him. Sean Johnson, 73, just class again. 
stood up when it mattered. If you're looking at the head-to-head with Nico, the two-week head-to-head, I think it's about 225 to 155. So he's well and truly winning that. DWZ58, he's not quite in sync with Torpiki, and that's what I was sort of worried about with uh, Charles Nickel Klockstad out, that um, he probably could have had more tries if he was. Uh, that fan shape that they do, it requires real precise passing, and you've got to do generally the fullback has to catch and pass very quickly. So a couple of times Torpiki didn't quite know, although I thought Torpiki was really good. Guys, Gareth and his team at Seacle, we've been talking about them all season. Wonderful bunch of people. They're here to help with your gambling. If you're doing it a little bit tough, you're struggling to control it, it might be time to make the call and reach out to them like a bunch of SC Playbook listeners have already this season uh, and sounds like not a person there has regretted it. Uh, take me, for example. I was sitting there on Wednesday at a little, little bit of a lunch break, a with the old races on where we're on Warwick Farm or somewhere. One of my old favourites, Naval Warfare. Good old horse. Probably needs to be retired. And it's paying at 250 to 1. And I thought, geez, that's worth a little five bucks on. If you can get anything back to its heyday, this wins by about four lengths. And I went to put it on. I went, what are you doing, mate? It's a Wednesday. You're on your lunch break. You don't need to be betting on the nags. Uh, so I held off. But I was sitting there going, you know, dangerous little territory, dangerous territory. So. If you're in that boat and you hit go on it or you're even thinking about it or you you got on naval warfare and then you thought, geez, if I couldn't this with a 100 to 1 shot, I'll never have to work again, probably a sign that you're struggling to control your punting. You might be doing the same with your footy. Guys, reach out via email at gareth.w at sequel. That's C-E-C-A-L dot org dot A-U. You can get them via phone at 02 4013 or probably the easiest. If you're on Instagram, just direct message to them at Seekle Gambling, Seekle, C-E-C-A-L. Flick them a message, completely free, confidential. Uh, doesn't matter where you are in Australia either. So make the move. Okay, the late game on Saturday night, the Sydney Roosters, 30 points to 14 wins over the Dolphins. The Dolphins tried hard. They hung around, but the Roosters were too good. Got to be honest, didn't see a lot of this game because I was watching the Matildas versus France, the extra time shootout, and no, sorry, the extra time and then the shootout. Now I've got my thoughts on soccer. I'm just going to toss this up. I don't watch much soccer, so this people will probably come back and tell me that there's something wrong with this. But surely soccer has to look at a drop off system like touch footy. For those people that see touch footy when. You know, when it gets to a tied game at the end of it, like possibly they could play 15 minutes over time with a full side. Okay, so you give them a fair crack of someone to score a try or score, uh, score a goal or score back and then drop players off every five minutes. That's what I'd do for the rest of the, the, the rest of the, well, it's, but they played two 15 minutes. So, like, say if they played 15 minutes and then it went down to nine players a side. And then after five minutes, they dropped it to eight players aside. Then they dropped it to seven players aside until they get a golden goal. Yeah, I just reckon it'd be so entertaining. Oh, I understand that the penalty goals is entertaining as well, but uh, and maybe that's why they do it. But, geez, man, it seems like a, such a cruel way to lose. Such a cruel way to lose. Anyway, let's have a look at a few of the scores from this game that I didn't really watch. 
Uh, Joey Suwali, 75. Yeah, he's coming good late in the season. Joey Manu, 72. He's a bit resurgent after that quiet week. 63 for Teddy. Oh, what I did watch of the game, I just all I saw was Tedesco up in the face of the ref just arguing. I think he needs to knock just challenge it or get on with it. Challenge it if you don't if you don't agree with it. But stand like he's about the only one. Or I did see Reed Marnie doing it a lot. But like the greatest thing about the challenge is it's taken that away. You don't see as many captains up there trying to waste time, argue with the ref, you know, have big discussions. It's just been cut out. And I reckon it's one of the great things of the challenge. Jermaine Asako, sixty seven. Geez, at the time it looked like a dagger. To my very heart, the late try was like 33 points that I hadn't accounted for there, uh, and my opponent had him for head-to-head. At that stage, I wasn't looking really good. Connolly Lemuelu, he's still on my bench, but I don't know if he'll play too much more this year with those two HIA category ones in a row. Um, very unlucky. He, he was um, he was absolutely flying, Supercoach-wise, and, and then he got HIA again. So Para, West, and South uh, to finish for the Roosters. Their for and against isn't great. I think it's like minus 80 odd. Uh, if they win against Para and West by about, you know, maybe 30, that would put them on a minus 24 differential. Uh, and then they maybe need Souths or Knights to stumble or possibly... If they if they can win out, I think they can finish on thirty two, and they should have, then have a better differential than Canberra. So Canberra could drop out even if they beat the Bulldogs, but lose their other two games. So lots of permutations to go for the rest of the year. Talking about Canberra, they got absolutely licked by the Melbourne Storm, forty eight points to two today. I think I've been saying it all year. Canberra are pretenders. Minus 120 points differential, they're $91 in betting. And if you want to know a true indication of how teams are going, it's generally not far off the betting companies. And they've got them at $91 even though they sit in sixth spot. And if that was $91 before they played Melbourne today. So if they had beaten Melbourne, you could have argued that they were set for a top four finish. And $91 about any top four side would be pretty decent value. But... To finish off, they play the Bulldogs, the Broncos, and the Sharks in the last three games. So if they're good enough, they'll probably get there. They might get there anyway. I mean, yeah, possibly you could argue they're in the top eight sides in this comp. I don't think they are. I mean, I think they've won a lot of close games. If you get there, you probably deserve it. But that for and against, that just shows um, that, yeah, they either win small or if they get beaten, They've been pumped a couple of times this year. And like I said, they could finish on 32 points even if they beat the Bulldogs next week, which is not a given. The Bulldogs could get up for it. They weren't, didn't look real good today, the Bulldogs. They could get beaten by the Broncos and Sharks and a side like the Roosters or Knights or, yeah, I mean, there's a few sides around there that could pip them. Uh, the Storm, yeah, they, they look like they're really warming into the season. And they get their X Factor back in the next fortnight in Pappenhausen. So he played another game for the Sunny Coast Falcons. Some of the stats coming out of there was unreal, but you'd expect that from Pappy if he was back to his best. Probably starts on the 
bench next week or the week after and then gets into the run-on for the finals. That's what I would say. That would be the sort of timeline they'd be on. Uh, they might even see him as a as a bench player for the rest of the season. I'm not really sure. Melbourne finished the season with Dragons, Titans and Broncos. Katoa, sorry, Eliezer Katoa, not Sione Katoa, got a 90 today before updates. Looks a very interesting prospect. The spy put a bit of chat out before the game saying that he thought he could be a player that could be a pod for the run home. He's only 6% owned and uh, he's probably around 500K. So if you do have trades left, this is the type of play that could make a difference for you in a head-to-head or finishing up in the ranks that you want to finish in. A Nick Meany, 124. This is a legitimate story. So before the game, I was really worried uh, about my head-to-head because I captained Latrell and my opponent, Captain Ponga. And I was about, uh, this is before the Storm game, it was pretty neck and neck. Actually, I was probably a little bit behind. But I had uh, Munster and Harry Grant as unique players. Also had Scotty Drinkwater there as like a trump card sitting in my fullback position, but I wanted to hold him if possible. But since it was a sudden death final, I, I sent it through to the SC Playbook boys and said, what do you think? Should I trade Scotty Drinkwater for Nick Meany and sit Joey Tappany, who was a player that both me and my opponent were playing, to try and claw back some um, points? Tossed it up for a bit, but was really worried about the fact that Pappy's coming back. Um, it would have just been a one-week play and just hoping that I could hang on and do enough today to get the win, which it looks like I will. I think I'm ahead by about 70, 60 or 70, so hopefully updates aren't unkind to me. But Nick Meany would have been a, would have been a handy play for this week, 124, really sparked up in that second half, some good backing up tries. Munster, 82, looked good. Harry Grant, 79, he was on fire. Just any quick play, the Bulls, they were rolling through the ruck after a while. After they wore Canberra down, uh, they started to roll through the ruck really well. Horsburgh, 53, and Tappany, 42. Pretty quiet games for those boys. Okay, last game of the round, 42 points to six. I think it ended up. I uh, wrote that down. Yep, 42 points to six winners, the Newcastle Knights over the Doggies. The Doggies started really well, but the, like, and uh, Tavita Panga Jr., Pangai Jr., was, yeah, he looked really on song early in the game, but then they had a couple of errors. I think that Blake Wilson dropped a ball, a beautiful ball from uh, kick out that could have led to a try, which probably gives a side like that the confidence early. And once the Knights, um, yeah, they weathered that early onslaught from the Dogs and then just showed why they're one of the form teams of the comp. Just absolutely exploded. 30 points to nil at half time. I was really worried because I had to sweat. I had Kalen Ponga, but I didn't have him as captain. So I didn't. I wanted him to go okay, but not too good. Probably sub 100. Ended up posting a 79, which, to be honest, was mostly goal kicks. He looked dangerous every time he got it. He broke a few tackles, a few offloads. Um, I think he did one line uh, tra- line break assist. But, yeah, given the scoreline, 
Whew, dodged a bullet there. Greg Marzu was pretty quiet as well, uh, 41. Dane Gagai is absolutely awesome. Probably one of the best games I've seen him play and like we've been talking about him all year, but he's a dead set solid option to finish off the season. For the Knights, um, 101 before updates, or that was a couple of minutes to go in the game. So the interesting thing is Hastings' ankle injury. Yeah, it slowed him down a bit and um, did have some implications for that game. Also, Ponga getting taken off 10 minutes early, which can happen and will happen uh, for teams in in this back half of the season. As coaches, if they've got games in hand, they will start bringing those marquee players off, and that's just bad luck, really, for those people that have got them in Supercoach. You just hope they've done a lot before that happens. But, yeah, the future implications of the Hastings ankle injury because they looked – it took them about 20 to 25 minutes to get back to any semblance of their good attacking structure because Mann went into dummy half and I think Crosland went to halfback, so they lost a lot of that continuity that they have. Mm. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see whether Newcastle Knights can keep that momentum going for the rest of the season. Okay, super coaches. that brings us to the end of the SC Playbook Weekly Wrap for Round 24. Head-to-head semis for a lot of a lot of leagues next week. Good luck to those that are still in it and those that are still playing for a high position in overall. Three weeks to go. See you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.